0: Podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Singer. I'm a Christian writer and blogger living in the beautiful state of Alaska. I'm also a trauma survivor and a mental health advocate. I've been through some tough things in my life, and I'm sure you have too. Grace Moments is about helping you hold on to belief in your darkest hours, embrace hope by knowing your suffering is never wasted, and be inspired by the stories of others who have survived their own tragedy Life, however difficult, can be a meaningful journey, and I'm here to walk it with you, so let's do this together. Today I want to talk about whether or not we study those closest to us. Do we know them? Really, really know them? Or do we just know a lot about them? Can we actually grow to understand them well enough to not just hear and accept what they say? but figure out what they're not saying? Sometimes the art of being a good friend or family member is figuring out what the silence is saying and not just the words. We're going to dive into this and hopefully learn how to take our relationships to a deeper level. So let's get started. In the movie November Christmas, A farmer has noticed the abnormal behavior of his neighbor, Tom, and family. They were away from home for some time, and now, though back again, the neighbor has been over to the farm a bit more than usual, and has had some unusual requests. Are the pumpkins in season yet? It's only August, and are there any good Christmas trees to chop down on the lot? The farmer has been trying to make sense of why they would be asking such things. One evening, he finally puts it together and tells his wife, I know what's going on with Tom. She hasn't noticed anything and appears quizzical. The farmer adds, his little girl is sick, and he's trying to move up the holidays. He's seen the girl come with her dad a few times, trademark pink hat on her head, still appreciating the farm, but with an apparent lack of energy and obvious weight loss. Well, did he say anything? the farmer's wife asks. He shakes his head, then replies, it's what he's not saying. I think the farmer in this film is on to something. What if we're quote-unquote reading people based simply on what they tell us and overlooking a whole other story that they're not telling us? What if the words held in silence are actually the key to really understanding someone? We've all had those experiences where we've talked with another person we know and we can just feel like something is off. They tell us they're okay, but deep in our souls we can sense there is something the other person just isn't sharing. Most of the time we're too polite to pry and that's all right, but sometimes we never give that person the impression that we notice anything is wrong. We make it seem like we buy their act, so to speak. We can tell they're trying to put on a brave face, but we never reach that point where we finally say, look, I can tell you're hurting, and it's okay if you don't feel like saying anything. I just want you to know that I notice you're not yourself. I know you're trying to be strong with whatever you're dealing with, but I want you to know you're not alone, and I'm here to help in whatever way you allow or want me to. Thus, we give off the impression that we don't care, when in actuality, we really do. People can be good actors. Even if they're not making millions in Hollywood, they can still be adept at fooling people and throwing up a mask that hides the real truth about themselves or what they're going through. I know from experience that sometimes, when things are really difficult in your life, it's easier to just tell people you're fine than to explain why you're not. It feels simpler to just keep the conversation to pumpkins and Christmas trees like Tom did than go through the whole story of why you're really in the throes of something hard and scary. And most of the time, people will just leave it at that. They'll take what you give them and move on. But when it comes to those closest to us, sometimes we'd like them to read the silence also, to catch, as did the farmer, what we're not saying and see past our act to know us well enough to perceive the subtle. I've often thought about how, if we were to ask those around us to describe or talk about us to somebody who didn't know us, they would probably talk all about our skills, our work, and our interests based on their past experience with us, but they probably wouldn't talk about the deeper side of the story, largely because they've never learned it. The rare, intimate friends and family are the only ones who did, and even they too can sometimes miss the unspoken, silent scream of pain. It takes a perceptive individual who really knows you to be willing to go beyond the mask. Truth is, it's wrong to pry, but it's never wrong to pursue. And sometimes it's easier to go along with the act than it is to look someone in the eye and say, I'm not buying that. You're not all right, and I can see it. It's what you're not saying that gives it away. Several years ago, I was on the receiving end of a moment like this, and I've never forgotten it. I had been through the worst year and a half of my life up to that point. My dad had been battling some serious health issues. I'd lost my grandfather. A childhood friend had nearly died in a car accident recently. And having just returned a couple weeks before from a convention, I boarded a plane yet again to fly with my family down to Seattle, Washington, as my dad underwent further medical care, for his ongoing complications resulting from the year prior. Living in the heart of the city, missing my country living in my mountains had taken its toll. I was emotionally, physically, mentally, and spiritually spent. I felt so alone. For over a year, I'd practically lived at the hospital as my dad fought for his life, and my mom and I had exhausted ourselves with caregiving for him at home. Many people in my church and community had offered their support in various ways, and for that I was eternally grateful. But I was hurting, and the fact that everyone always focused on asking how my dad was but seemed to miss that I was hurting too didn't help. I'd thrown on the figurative mask and decided it was easier not to tell people how I really felt. It was simpler to fool others and say I was fine than to actually admit that I was losing my faith, that I was angry at God, and that I felt unseen and overlooked. The act worked for the most part. What I didn't say didn't seem to matter to anyone. That is, until one individual bravely pulled the mask off and asked for the truth. While down in the Seattle area, my family and I had arranged to meet up with a friend we knew from back home. He had been reassigned with the military at a nearby base, and we hadn't seen him in a couple of years. He had time to meet with us for lunch at his base, so we took the drive to go see him. It was so nice to see a familiar face, I was particularly excited as this friend had been a sort of mentor figure to me in years past, and I rarely got to spend time with him in person. We all ordered our lunch, and then he and I went to go find a table. My parents were tagging further behind, and this gave the friend an opportunity to ask something deeply personal. Looking me in the eyes, he said, I'm so glad your dad is doing better and he's getting the care down here he needs, but I want to know, how are you? I wasn't going to lie to an army officer and a friend whom I deeply respected. I didn't have a choice but to tell him the truth. Immediately, I started to get emotional as I honestly told him, I'm not doing well. As a family man himself, he immediately went into dad mode and brought me in for a big hug, telling me as I choked back tears how proud he was of me for staying so strong for my family, but giving me permission to let the pain out. He had been through multiple deployments himself and was nearing 20 years in the military. So, he knew how to comfort others and was all too familiar with the burden of being strong for those around you in a time of crisis. While a slight part of me felt a bit uncomfortable being called out and exposed, I also admired him for caring enough to not accept my answer this time of I'm fine when I really wasn't. The fact that somebody was willing to ask me for the real story To let the unsaid be said made me respect him all the more. Real relationship picks up on cues and knows when someone isn't themselves, but to leave it at that isn't enough. Real relationship listens for more than just the words, it listens for the silence of the unspoken words, too. In the movie, the farmer's solution ends up being simply to get on board with Tom's request without asking and help move up the holidays for the sick girl. In his willingness to show up, the farmer begins to build trust with Tom, to a point where Tom starts to share about what he and the family are going through. My friend's solution was to fall back on the years of trusted friendship we had and remind me that love always creates a safe place to fall apart. Love notices pain when it sees it, and hears more than the masked sentences designed to hide reality. Love hears the heart's ache, however quiet. Do you study those closest to you? Do you know their patterns well enough so that when those patterns appear to be altered or broken, you can tell something is wrong? Are you going slowly enough to read their expressions, pick up on the inflections of their voice, look for those subtle indications that give off whether or not somebody is thriving or just trying to survive? Are you listening for the silence as much as, if not more so, than the words? Can you tell what they are saying by what they're not saying? These are tough questions, I know, but this is what empathy is all about. This is what love is all about. This is compassion in its fullest. The hurting need to know that they are seen in their pain. Pain already isolates, makes the soul want to hide, but deep down it still wants to know that it isn't overlooked or ignored. And the degree to which you are able to answer the questions I just posed is a strong indication of where you stand with the people in your life. It's easy to make small talk when things are going well, and it's easy to build relationship around people's interests, skills, and experiences. But none of that matters when life begins to fall apart around somebody. There have been many times when others have stated, following the suicide of a friend or a chilling admission in private, that quote, I had no idea so-and-so was having such a hard time. They were always smiling and seemed so happy and successful, quote. Truthfully, they felt they had to keep up that image. That smile hid more than others realized at the time, creating distance between everyone while at the same time still carrying on with life as usual. People are complicated. Human beings are this intense combination of emotions, thoughts, and feelings that shape and influence them on a daily basis and what shows on the surface is likely nothing compared to what lies underneath it takes patience and a whole lot of love and trust to learn how someone ticks and to learn them well enough that you don't just hear their words but you hear their heart we've all had situations where we had trouble trying to say something really personal and someone has told us it's okay you don't have to say it i already know Knowing that you've been instinctively read by someone who gets you in that moment takes the pressure off of deciding whether or not to keep the mask on. It relieves you of struggling to put into words what has already been communicated. The other person knows, so you're free to just be and know that they're there for you. God is the only one who can truly read the thoughts and hearts of mankind, and we, try as we might, can only read them in part. But the more intentional we become about trying to understand people in more than just a surface level, the more we become like Jesus and are able to be his hands and feet to others when they need it most. Often, whatever people are indicating on a shallow level, whether it be sadness, anger, frustration, loneliness, or even sometimes humor or fake happiness, often there's so much more to the story than they let on. It's what they aren't saying that's actually the most important. We all hide insecurities and fears and memories behind our accomplishments, our words, our personality. We all are prone to throw up a mask and pretend like everything is okay when it's really not. And genuine love is about authentically bringing your own vulnerability to the table and letting others know you can be real here. I know the truth and you don't have to feel like you can hide it from me. I want to know because I care about you and I will show up, no matter how hard it is. Back in 2019, after I suddenly lost my best friend and spent months grieving his untimely death, I got a text one day from a friend I often communicate with. During the weeks that followed that devastating news, I limited my contact to just a few people. I didn't have the emotional energy to be on the phone talking with a lot of people, so some folks just had to wait their turn until such time as I could get around to them again. I hoped they would all hang in there and understand. This text came out of the blue, however, as this friend initiated conversation and simply wanted to know how I was doing. He knew I usually touched base with him at least a couple times a month, so my silence over recent weeks had been unusual. I knew he didn't know what was going on, but his willingness to reach out and say, in his own way, something is off. I'm concerned about you and I wanted you to know that I'm here for you made me feel noticed and deeply cared about at a very difficult time. Sometimes the trick to deep relationship with anyone is learning when to give people their space and when to gently invade the space with love and say, be honest, I love you too much to have you feel as though you need to hide your pain. People don't need to be pressed into sharing when they're not maybe perhaps ready but they need to know who is safe to share with when they feel it's time. They need to be able to identify the helpers. Everyone wants to know that they're understood, that they are known and seen, and the little ways in which you communicate that show you've been listening, that you've been learning about them and what makes them who they are, remembering a date that's really important to them, or giving them a little something you know they love just because. Texting them a word of affirmation or calling to let them know that you know things have been hard, but that you're praying and you're there whenever they feel up to talking about it. Reading the silence and walking that fine line of pursuing them in love, yet refraining from prying. I know it's hard sometimes to figure out how to listen to and discern what they're not saying, but relationships of any kind take work, and if you're going to deepen your connection with somebody you love you need to put yourself in a position to learn the rest of the story. As legendary radio icon Paul Harvey would say, what somebody gives you initially might not be the whole truth, and it's important to remember that. But it's also important to be brave enough to encourage them to take off their mask and be themselves. Sometimes speaking to it is the right call, like my army friend. Other times it's taking the farmer's approach and simply letting subtle acts of caring speak to the silence. Whichever way is most fitting to the situation, picking up on what others mean and not just what they say, figuring out what they need and not just what they tell you, is vital to building trust between them and you. The Bible commands that we bear one another's burdens. We are created for relationship. We are made for love. And love lived in community isn't about everyone hiding their deepest struggles from one another and trying to cope on their own. We're meant to pursue one another in love, letting each other know that we can be a safe place to let the pain out. Sometimes it helps to know that we don't necessarily have to say anything to be understood. Sometimes the silent scream of unspoken words can be enough to call the attention of a helper. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard on today's episode, please subscribe to this podcast as well as leave a review. If you want to read additional content, please visit and subscribe to my blog at www.graceopens.blogspot.com. You can also connect with me on social media via Twitter at Open to Grace 2015, Instagram and Parlor at Open to Grace Alaska, and on MeWe under my name, Catherine Singer. I'll see you in the next episode, and remember, Grace will always meet you where you are.